test, test. All right, I'm going to cut that part out. <clears throat> All right, this is the Devin the Blessing Show, and this is Devin Alexander. I have a very special guest today, and I'll be interviewing my daughter, Shabri. And our topic today will be about how she is adjusting to being a brand new high school student. Um, and also living in a world with COVID. So, uh, hey, how you doing today? I'm good. You're good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're just going to dive right into the questions. Um, first of all, um, listeners want to know, you know, how old you are and what school you go to. I'm 14. I live in Durango, down by New Mexico, and I go to Bayfield High School. Alright, sweet, sweet. Um, so, uh, what grade did you enter this year? You're a freshman. We're just clarifying for my listeners. I already know what time it is, so. I entered ninth grade. Alright, and how has that experience been transitioning from middle school to high school during a global pandemic? How's that worked out for you? Um, it was pretty awkward because in eighth grade, typically you get like a continuation and stuff like that, but we went online for spring break and the rest of school, and then we had a spring break that was like for extra month long, and yeah, it was really awkward. <laughs> right, right. So, how was the homeschooling experience uh, compared to the in-school experience? Um, I personally hate homeschooling just because it's easier to like procrastinate and not do anything, and then you get super bummed about not doing anything. Um. <laughs> We're in and out of like homeschooling, and school would shut down, and we'd be out for like a month, and then we could go back to school, and it was really exhausting. At one point, our schedule was divided in like going to two days, and everybody would have Wednesdays off, and it would be divided by the alphabet. Like, one side of the alphabet would go the first two days, and the other side would go the last two days. It was really weird. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, your brother and sister are going to school in Aurora and they're kind of having that same type of thing where it's like one day they go to school and then the next day they don't go to school. And then, you know, like first it's cool, then it's not cool, then it's mandatory. So it's really been hard, like on the parent side too, trying to adjust whenever they are in or out of school. So. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, how's like the testing and the curriculum been? Do you find it to be easier? Do you find it to be more difficult? Do you find it's actually a challenge or you just find yourself getting bored during the school day? Um, during the online school days, I'm never really there because it's just that easy to not show up. Um, but during like the physical school days... Because uh, it's COVID, it's also pretty easy to just not do anything, and then the teachers won't complain about it. They'll just drop your grade. So you don't really have a choice. You kind of just have to keep up. <laughs> um, I think 
most of the curriculums are pretty easy, but I find the math curriculum really hard, especially between switching online and offline. Mm-hmm. And because I don't understand things that well. <laughs> right. And then it's kind of difficult to not having someone there physically yeah. to ask these questions of. And mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, my grandparents don't know the curriculum because it's all new, and our math teacher's only been here for, like, a year before this, but now it's a COVID year, so right. I find that he has a really hard time trying to teach our class, which doesn't really help. Right, right, so and you definitely need someone with experience. Um it would be interesting, you just brought up a good point, it would be interesting to get the perspective of a teacher, and I actually probably I know one personally that might be an interview for a future date come to think about (laughs) it so but um how do you like manage time with like your friends and um like if you want to do extracurricular activities is is that an option right now or so for the longest time for a while we'd started like volleyball training and spring training and sports training like normal and then everything got like all of like our seasons wouldn't start they they got pushed back for six months so we just had those six months to practice and that's all we could do when usually it was only like a two or three month time period Um, and if see i failed a couple classes so i was ineligible but i think it might be because of COVID. my coach stopped talking to me like didn't keep me updated but it's also at the point where you can only have like nine students practicing at a time so we had to be divided down in small groups but now that it's like march um i guess they're starting up like games and stuff and all the sports are starting it was definitely hard to do stuff like band because we couldn't really go to a game we only had one game we got the chance to go to and that got canceled because Mm -hmm. the boys couldn't play because the um opposite team had covid cases in their school and they got shut down so we didn't even really get to like march or play at that game so yeah right that sounds like lots of fun not really but Yeah. Um, um, So, in that case, um, how do you keep up with friends? Do you meet up outside of school? Like, how how does that work for you? We can meet up, like, in school. Like, before they were super serious about, like, don't touch your friends or don't be too close together. But mostly the teachers are all just exhausted with telling students to keep their masks on. Mm Mm-hmm. And we hang out in school like normal now, but with masks. And outside of school, it's not terrible. There aren't intense restrictions in our town anymore. Mm. Some places it's optional to wear a mask. Most times we just like walk around town or hang out at each other's houses, though. Right, right. And I know it's probably a little different for you when you came to town. It's like mask everywhere and like. People are like, don't come in here without your mask. I'll get out of here. You're like, wow. Like, people were getting <laughs> really aggressive about not having that's how, it, that's how it was here at one point. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, some places they're kind of optional, I guess, just because it's a smaller town and it's not highly populated. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big deal around here. Put your mask on. Don't come in here. You know, like, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Um, here's my question, too. How many days a week are you going to school now compared to when the pandemic first started? Um, were you always going to school physically? Did you have a time where you're strictly remote? Like, how did that work out for you? Um, a lot of the time, COVID cases would rise, and we'd have to be, like, online for two weeks to a month or two. Um, and then we were all able to go, like, three days a week, and then four days, which is how many days a week we go now, because we go, um, Mondays are online days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we go the other four days of the week in person, mm-hmm. which I guess is not really awkward by now because we're all used to it. Right. It probably would be awkward for other people. Right. Yeah. <coughs> so for most students, it's probably like having an extra day to just procrastinate because um, some of the curriculum is harder to keep up with online. Yeah, I can see see that. Um, it's really interesting. Just I guess, I guess as an older adult too to see how this is all shaping out for everyone. Like I could, we grew up at a time where this wasn't even possible. Like they had to shut down the schools. The school would have just been shut down. There was no option for remote learning. You see what I mean? Like. Yeah. We just didn't have the technology for it at the time. So it's really an interesting dynamic to see how everyone has had to adjust this situation. Someone even made a joke about it, too. They were like, I can't believe my child's... I never thought I would come to a time in life where my child's grade would be dependent on his internet connection and I thought that was really interesting and that has happened have you found it at any point uh, during the pandemic that you miss an assignment or miss a lesson uh, due to internet problems or anything like that no but I know that there are some students that live farther out that have to rent hotspots from the school so that they can get their work done Mm -hmm. but it's you know, I see things about students who usually get good grades who get like A's and B's and D's now. So it's not just like the unmotivations or the internet, it's just everything. Right. Do you find it hard to stay motivated during this time? Yeah, it's definitely harder because there's a lot more opportunities for some of us to just procrastinate and go do something else. Mm-hmm. And there's always so much going on. <laughs> You get really bored being isolated inside your house. So, yeah. Right. I, I like being isolated personally. Like I was, I was already mm-hmm. practicing social distancing before the quarantine started. So yeah. I, I guess for me, it's not really a big problem. But when you're sometimes younger, I don't mind being isolated because I know you have to be alone sometimes. But um. COVID makes me realize that 
sometimes I do like going to school and sometimes I do like seeing my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like I said, grew up in a much different time and couldn't imagine like not I mean, not going to school because the school was on strike was one thing, which happened a couple yeah. times when I was a kid. And, like, you know, a snowstorm here or there, but, like, not going, you know, like, we're a year into this already. Like, it's, mm-hmm. but it's changed things. Like, kids don't have snow days anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, when I was going to get a snow day, now they're like, oh, well, you can get on your computer and go to class. So, you know, uh, yeah, things, things have definitely, definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in band, we didn't have normal restrictions. We had to go and play in our um, performing arts center. We had to go in the giant theater room and spread out like three seats apart because our principal wanted us to be 15 feet apart and he wanted us to wear face shields when we played because the study showed that instruments spread a lot more air faster than like... Just talking and breathing does. Indeed, they do. There's a lot of spit flying around. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, we were only allowed to play for thirty minutes too because mm. the studies would show like after thirty minutes, it's just like the air is all polluted with your germs and stuff. Right, right. That's that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I've got another question too. Um. On this one, it's more about, you know, the future. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel the rest of the school year is going to go um, based on how things have gone so far? Um, I definitely feel or at least hope that it's going to be a lot easier. I don't necessarily have a lot of hope for next year, <laughs> but um, I would be more excited about school if I didn't have to wear a mask every day right. and I could go every day instead of four days <laughs> right, right. Um, do you feel like the pandemic uh, if you are thinking about college which I hope you are but if you aren't I mean college isn't the end all be all and unfortunately in our society we kind of tend to push that on our youth that if you don't go to college you don't there's so many trades out here that are starving for people to work mm-hmm. on them and you can get paid. But the question is, if you are going to college, do you feel like this pandemic situation has hindered your opportunities or do you feel like things are still on the same trajectory that they're going to be on prior to? Um, I don't know how it is for other schools, but I feel like personally my school is more aggressive about it because it's COVID and they want to make sure that everybody like gets what they want and what they need and what they can before you know something happens and then we can't come to school for like another year my school is like very aggressive about like your future and you do this and you do that and one of the things that's been really awkward is that we would usually have lunch an hour long but because it's COVID and there's so many students, we have merged lunch and our seminar classes together when we would usually only have it on Wednesdays and we have it every day. 
so we don't we have a limited amount of time to eat rather than having an hour that we usually have. Right, right. <sighs> wow. It's an interesting perspective that you have, and I'm glad you took the time to interview with me and stuff. It's really appreciated. Yeah. So, and no we got quite a few listeners out there. We're about past 2,000 downloads. Um, mm-hmm. So, pretty excited. <laughs> um, maybe in the future you should come back uh, again and we can follow up with you at the end of the school year, see how the rest of the school year went and how it kind of yeah. turned out for you. So, pretty sure the listeners will be interested in that. So, um, yeah. you got anything else you want to add or anything else you got going on? You can kind of just, you know, chat from here. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely feel like the pandemic makes everything stressful, especially politics, because people have acted out a lot more during the pandemic mm-hmm. than they usually would. Right. And makes it hard it like pandemic and then politics and people voting for one president and people voting for the other and hating each other it was really hard while going to school because some people would stop being your friend or stop talking to you and some people would argue about it and be really aggressive towards you which is really interesting because growing up we never really had a perspective on any of that stuff, nor did we really mm-hmm. care. So it's quite interesting to see that yeah. children... Personally, I don't think that parents should let their children be so politically like motivated at an early age. If it were my kids, I probably wouldn't let them indulge in political broadcastings or anything like that until they were 16 just because politics are really toxic. <laughs> Indeed they are. Um, yeah. That's why I kind of don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. It's it's almost like religion. It, it touches a certain nerve. You know, and that's why we also used to not talk about it. There was a time where these yeah. things weren't talked about. And then you know, we always say that that's bad, but there was a reason for it. And I kind of understand yeah. now why these things weren't spoken about. Um, mm-hmm. It made sense to keep your political views to yourself. Yeah. Everything's definitely a lot harder because kids at my school are more motivated by what their parents believe in mm-hmm. as opposed to what they believe in. Right. Which... Just because the kids in my school suck, I feel like if they were taught to think for themselves, I don't think they'd be any different. <laughs> but I definitely feel like parents should, shouldn't should let their kids indulge in their hate and what they hate on mm-hmm. and let their kids be themselves. Right, but it's fun to pass on the hate. Uh, you know, as they say, misery loves company, so... Yeah. You know, it's. They love to pass on the hate. Hold on one second. I gotta pause this real quick. Okay. So, what type of interactions have you noticed during the uh, 
last political season? What, what did you experience any personally or? Um, people were really stupid about it because they let their kids get involved and their kids don't keep up with it regularly and they don't know they don't know jack shit about it basically and it's really annoying because they bring all this new information to argue with you about when really it's just the same sugar-coated information and it's all just trash and it's really toxic like there <laughs> i kicked this little fifth grader in the butt on the bus because he stood up in the aisle and danced around to distract the driver while he was driving i kicked him in the butt made him sit down he looked at me he's like you're probably a biden sucker i was like okay what's that supposed to do you're a kid indulged in politics in fifth grade who's better (laughs) right that's that's interesting like once again things i never experienced growing up like we didn't have that it was I never. Know a lot of the students like to blame, like, "Oh, you don't like this, you're probably a Trumpy," or "Oh, you don't like this, you probably support Biden." Which you is know, use, like politics or something else to just blame the fact that they can't get along with people despite what they like and dislike. Right. Yeah. That's really silly, actually. Okay, so let me ask you a question. As a teenager, how do you feel about the current trend of cancel culture? Um, I think it's stupid and we should focus on things more relevant. Like, um, damn, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely think we should th- focus on things more relevant. Like, I feel like older generations that know what we should be talking about aren't helping the younger generations cancel what they should really be canceling because the younger generations know what's right and what's wrong. They're just going around and canceling everyone, which is really stupid. Indeed it is. And because I'll see like anime characters from a manga in Japan that was released like 10 years ago, fictional characters getting canceled for saying something misogynistic that technically was said 10 years ago, which is really annoying. It was a different world, and I I feel like we're regressing and that we're censoring people, and we're basically turning people back into liars because people aren't allowed to say what they really think and feel. They have Mm -hmm. to put on a public front, and then behind closed doors, they still say and think whatever they want. And I feel like everyone can just suck it up and choose to hate who they want to hate silently and like who they want to hate verbally or like who they want to like verbally. And if someone has something to say, I feel like everyone can just listen to what they have to say and then politely decide how they feel about that person afterwards before lashing out. I also feel that personally that people should make the effort to be respectful enough to realize that not everybody is comfortable with hearing people talk about this and hearing people talk about that. Like I have friends at school who I say the word faggot with because they're okay with that. And friends at school who I don't say it around because it's a slur and they're not comfortable with it. And I have friends who I say the word retard around that they're comfortable with it. And I have friends who I don't say it around because 
they see the word retard as a slur and they're not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that easy to not piss off someone. <laughs> right. Indeed it is. Oh, I actually feel like you have a really interesting insight on the issues at hand currently. I'm sure our audience members will too. Uh, yeah. Thank you for taking the time today to interview with me. Really appreciate it. Love you. Me too. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's a wrap for us today um, on the Devin the Blessing Show. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Don't forget to follow me on Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you name it. I'm everywhere. You can find it. Hope you guys have a beautiful day, uh, and it was a pleasure. Uh, We'll see you soon. Take care.